Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go Makeshift Happen. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we have another bonus episode. So this is going to be the life chat, casual, sit down, conversation, life updates, things that have been happening for me, what I've been learning, doing, all the things for May. So I hope you guys are enjoying these bonus episodes that we're doing at the end of every single month. Thank you for being here and tuning into the podcast. I appreciate you so, so much. I'm just like delighted to think about the fact that there's women from all over the world walking their dogs, driving to work, doing their makeup, making breakfast or dinner or doing whatever you're doing while listening to this podcast. It's so cool to visualize all of the lives that this show touches on a weekly basis. So I just wanted to take a moment to sit in gratitude for each and every one of you that is tuning in right now and listening to this. I love you. I appreciate you. I'm so grateful for you. And I'm excited to do today's episode because I just asked on my stories what you guys want more of on the podcast. And a lot of people said more life chats, more solo episodes, just you talking about life and things. And there's always like a random nugget in there, even if it's not about anything in particular. So I'm glad to hear that you want more of these kinds of episodes and I'm excited to deliver. So I have some notes as always in my phone just from the month, like things that happened, what's been going on. Everything in my world that I want to share with you guys. So the first big elephant in the room is what the fuck is happening with my house? So early a couple weeks ago, there was a lot of momentum. And I think if you follow me on Instagram and you watch my stories, like a lot of you guys were like, oh my gosh, like I can feel like I think the house is here because I was posting some things and we were getting very, very, very close. And I know that you could sense that. And so many people were already sending me like, congrats, oh my God, can't believe you got the house. And I was like, not yet, not yet, not yet, but like we are getting close. So what happened with that? I'm going to tell you guys. So we did end up putting an offer in on a place. We found a condo literally four minutes from the beach, like you walk out of the building, you cross the street, and you're on the sand, on the beach. So the location was perfect. It was the exact aesthetic that I was looking for. Like I just, there's so many condos in Southern Florida that are in these buildings that are quite older. They're from like the 60s and 70s. And so it's just like such a wild card situation. (laughs) Like a lot of the places are not fully renovated and up to date to 2022 standards or even to like the standards of the 90s. Like, I I don't know if I told you guys this, but when we actually went down there and viewed a place in person, there was, they had carpet in the bathroom, like beneath the sink, 
like where you wash your face in the morning, there was pink carpet. So there's lots of like 70s style stuff. There's crazy like colored tiles in the bathrooms. Like things are pink and pale blue. And, you know, it's just, it's hard to find a place where you're like, okay, we actually don't need to do anything to this. We could really move in and just furnish it and be good to go. But we found this place and it was completely renovated. Like everything was just clean, white, neutral colors. They had the floor to ceiling windows that I really like. And it was two bedrooms, two bathrooms. The square footage was right on the mark of what we asked for in our little, you know, letter to the universe that I told you guys about in the episode of how I'm manifesting my dream condo. And actually, when we got to the point of being like, okay, I think we're going to put an offer in on this place just for funsies. I I told Jaime, I was like, let's look back at the list that I made of everything that this dream condo has to have. And we went through the list and we were laying in bed and I was just reading off the list. And he was like looking at me because every single thing that I read ticked the box. Like it was like, yep, 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 yep. It has that, it has that, it has that, it has that. So there's only two things that it didn't fulfill from that list and one was that it that I want the place to have laundry in the unit but it's really really common in these condos in South Florida that they have shared laundry so like on your floor there will be a laundry room that you can go to and do laundry but you're not necessarily allowed by the homeowners association to have your own washer and dryer in your individual apartment in your unit But there are some where you can do that. So that was on my list of things that I wanted. And this place didn't have that. So it didn't check that box. And then it didn't check the box of having a tennis court, which was kind of just like, I don't really care if there's a tennis court, but Jaime likes to play sports. If there was a tennis court, he'd be happy. But it's also not like a deal breaker by any means at all. Like it's just kind of like a bonus thing. So we were like amazed. Like because I had that list was long. Let me tell you, it was long and it was specific (laughs) and it ticked every single box except for the laundry. And then, you know, the bonus like, oh, you know, it would be nice if we had a tennis court and it didn't. But I was like, okay, I feel really good about this because it's actually crazy how many things that it has given the market and our price range and, you know, the the style of these buildings and the age of them. And I even wrote down specifically what I wanted the homeowners association fee to be like this number or less. And it was not like a crazy thing to ask for, but the homeowners association fees are quite high in at least where we're looking in Florida. And so I was shocked that it came in, you know, within the range that I had asked for actually quite below it. So I was like this number or less, and it was about like a hundred dollars less. So I was like, that is incredible. Absolutely. (laughs) Actually like a miracle. Um, so yeah, We were super excited about this place and, you know, we were getting the contract all drawn up and talking to our realtor and we signed all the papers and we submitted our offer and we came in a little bit above asking price even because I was like, you know what, I really want to put in a solid offer to start. So we came in above asking and then the next day our realtor called us and she let us know that the seller's decided to go with someone who had an all cash offer. 
So this is really common, at least we're experiencing in our buying process, that people are buying, and you know, this happens a lot. There's actually places in South Florida, there's a lot of uh, co-ops and different types of apartment buildings where you they actually don't even let you get a mortgage or finance your home. You have to buy in all cash. So it's obviously challenging to be competitive in this market when the prices are so inflated already and you have to like come in above an asking price that's already, you know, is so much above like hundreds of thousands of dollars above what the place is actually worth. But then also, you know, you have to try and beat out these people that have all cash offers. So Yeah, unfortunately, the sellers went with a different offer because it was all cash, which like I get it, you know, it's makes it a lot easier for them. They don't have as many contingencies. They don't have to have an inspection. Things don't have to go through all of these formal processes because it's not a bank lending the person money. So they can just say, nope, we don't need an inspection. And also none of these people have dogs. That's another thing. Like none of these buildings are pet friendly. They're all no animals allowed. So we have to get all of this special paperwork and we have to make our offer contingent on our dog being accepted in the building. So from a seller's perspective, it's kind of like, oh, well, if the dog doesn't get accepted, then that means their offer is going to fall through. And then we've wasted more days on the market. We potentially could have gone with somebody else. So it's, it, it is, there is more complications to it but the reason I'm sharing it is because a we've been talking a lot about the journey and I know there's so many of you guys that are like legitimately emotionally invested in it with me which feels really amazing and I just love your enthusiasm and and your support and your encouragement so I want to share with you like the full transparency of where we're at and everything that's happening I think it's fun to share the journey as it unfolds especially because this is like a bigger manifestation that I'm working towards and calling in and I do believe that it's going to manifest I know in my heart that it's coming but it's really special to be able to share it with you in real time and kind of share the hurdles and the challenges of the journey and how I'm navigating them and what's going through my head and how I'm you know what I'm thinking and what what the next step is or what the next phase is because you can relate all of this to any manifestation that you're working on because as you know if you've ever intentionally sought out to attract or manifest something in your life sometimes it is as simple as putting the intention out there and doing the action and then receiving it and it clicks into place and other times there's way more ups and downs and obstacles and setbacks and loop-de-loops that you kind of have to jump through before you get to the place of landing in the safety of your manifestation. So I think it's fun to share the journey. Hopefully you guys are enjoying it and finding it like useful or helpful in some way. Um, And if not, just take it as like a life update and I'm just telling you what's happening with my life. But the reason why, you know, I think I'm, I'm sharing this is because there's a lot of excuses and there's a lot of reasons why I could start thinking that this is going to be hard or that it has to be hard. And I've had to catch myself in those thoughts a lot, especially with the dog, right? It's an added challenge. It's an added barrier to get accepted 
when the building is no pets and, you know, we have to prove that he's an emotional support animal and whatever else. And it's, it's not that we can't prove it. It's just that it adds a hurdle in the offer process. It makes your offer less sexy, let's say, to the seller because it makes it less certain. And you guys know, if you listen to the podcast and you listen to the imposter syndrome episode, how much we love certainty and are just so addicted to it. So I get it. Um, but I had to, I had to stop myself and catch myself in those moments of being like, oh, this is going to be so much harder for me because of X, Y, and Z. It's harder for me because I have to prove my income from when I was living in a foreign country and nobody knows how to read my tax returns because they're different. And, you know, there's, a, there is, there is a lot of things that are different and special and unique and weird about our case. And, oh, you know, now I have... I have this dog and like they don't want dogs, but you know, it makes it harder for us to put an offer in and to get accepted. So I had to catch myself really feeling like a little bit of victim mentality, you know, of like, ugh, why is everything so challenging for me? Why is everything always special for me? Because <laughs> it's funny because it actually is like, Nobody has ever seen what they're seeing with me and my case because it is so unique and weird and different and special. Like I lived in a foreign country for six years and I started my own business and, you know, everything is just, it's like, oh, we don't know how to read that. We've never done it like this before. Oh, I don't know how what these documents are. Oh, what does this mean? What is this number? Can you explain this to us? And so there's this truth, this factual experience that I'm having of yes my case is different and special and unique but then also in my mind I'm recognizing that I don't want to perpetuate that belief too much because I don't want to create that victim mindset of feeling like it's going to be harder for me or you know people aren't going to get it or they're not going to accept me or they're not going to know how to read my documents or they're not going to know how to prove my income or whatever else right so it's like okay it's real but also I don't want to believe that it's real and I think this is where a lot of people get tripped up when it comes to adjusting our belief systems you're like okay but if it's real it's real so how do I just choose a different belief like wouldn't that be lying wouldn't that be faking wouldn't that be pretending and so in this particular scenario for me it's really about honoring the truth of yes there are special things about this journey and you know my my case and my unique situation that I'm in but I don't know for certain that that means that it has to be hard the connection between those two statements of I have a unique case or a special circumstance or situation and it has to be hard the connection between those two things, it lives within my mind. I That's the part that I've manufactured. That's the part that I've made up, right? Could it be hard and challenging? Totally. Does it have to be? I don't really know that for sure. But I'm assuming that. I'm inferring that. I'm choosing to believe that, right? So I have to stop myself and go, okay, it's not that things aren't weird or different or unique about me and my situation and my circumstances. It's just that I don't need to make that mean that it ha- that it's going to be hard. 
that it has to be hard or that it's not going to happen, right? The meaning that I'm making is the main problem. And that is for so many of us where the problem lies. It's not actually the circumstance that we're in or the the goal that we're trying to achieve or what we're trying to create. It's the meaning that we're making about how the experience is going to be to get there. We're trying to fill in the gap between point A and point B so that we can mentally prepare ourselves for what's to come, right? It's like a, it's a, it's a safety mechanism. It's a survival response. It's like, okay, I'm at point A. I'm trying to get to point B. I need to prepare myself for what's going to happen in between that. So let me make it up. I'm just going to guess, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to invent this scenario and then I'm going to prep myself for that. Okay. I've decided that it's going to be hard and it's probably not going to happen. And it's going to be this really challenging thing. So now I can prepare myself for the disappointment. Now I can prepare myself for this taking months and months and months and so much longer than I wanted it to. Now I can prepare myself to be sad, (laughs) right? We're trying to protect ourselves. And in that, I've been able to recognize I don't need to protect myself because I invented that meaning in the first place. I filled in the blank with something that came from my mind or somewhere else or a story that I received somewhere along the way and it's not actually mine and it's not actually true because how can I know how it's going to unfold? It could be the easiest thing ever. Tomorrow I could wake up and there could be a house that pops up on the market that I'm like, that's the place. I love it. I want it. It's mine and I could put an offer in and The people could be dog lovers and maybe they love the fact that I have a dog or maybe the building is finally one in a million. It's pet friendly, whatever. And the offer goes through and we get the house. Is that a feasible possibility? Totally. Why not? Why would I, why would Mm. I discard that as being possible? You know, so maybe this is like good for anybody listening to just Think about and consider where are you making meanings for things that they don't necessarily have to mean. You're just creating that meaning as a way to protect yourself or prepare yourself for a negative outcome or for a less than ideal outcome. And what would it be like if you could actually just imagine the scenario of having a really easeful experience And getting a beautiful, exciting, positive outcome and it not having to be hard and it not having to be painful and it not having to be grueling and long and whatever, right? The other thing is like knowing that even if this does take longer than I expect, I'm going to be okay. So those are two, those are two different things, right? Knowing that even if it does take longer than I expect, I'm going to be okay, but also not being careful to not make meanings about, oh, it's going to take forever. I can do both of those things at the same time. So you can still choose the meanings that you're making about the situation and also rest in the knowing 
that even if it does take longer than you expected, you'll, you're also going to be okay. But it doesn't mean that you're waiting for it to take a long time, that you're expecting for it to take a long time, right? They're two different things and they can exist at the same time. So that's been the work that I've been doing in this process of, you know, the home buying experience. Moving through any belief that comes up, any thought that goes through my head that's less than ideal, questioning it, thinking about the meanings that I'm making. Is that actually true? Do I know it for a fact? What would be a more empowering thing to believe instead? Is it possible that it could go a different way or a better way? Right? Always questioning. Just questioning everything. Like I had these thoughts of this is going to take forever. All cash offers are always going to beat us. It's too hard to get accepted with Storm, with the dog. Oh my God, what if we can't buy and we have to end up renting and paying a poop load of money for renting that we could be spending towards a mortgage, which I'm not super excited about doing, but like, what if we had to do that, right? What would happen if I had to live here in North Carolina with my family for nine to 12 months when the original plan was like six, right? All of these things coming to the surface and just witnessing them, just being, being the observer and going, okay, interesting. Is that actually true? What if it were the opposite? What if, you know, it did happen in six months, which so often when you think about it, we sit and we ruminate and we stress and we get all anxious and we try to prepare for all the scenarios and we get chaotic and frantic and and then it happens and we're like oh okay it wasn't it, it wasn't as bad right or we're like waiting for this like horrible thing to happen or for things to go wrong and they never do and we're like oh okay I was so stressed about that. And I know this to be true. I know that we operate in this way. So as I'm moving through this process, I'm just consistently noticing when that's happening and reminding myself, you don't need to manufacture this like fear and stress and anxiety and what if, because it's going to happen how it's meant to happen. And you're going to look back and be like, oh my God, it totally worked out. Like that's the funny part too, is that I literally know it's all going to work out for the absolute best. Whatever happens, it's going to be for the best because I believe that to be true about my experience on earth, that everything is happening for me. And even if it's not how I designed it or how I wanted it in the first place or how I expected it, I know that it is going to be for my highest good, even if it is challenging. It's going to teach me something. It's going to help me learn. It's going to help me grow. It's going to help me expand beyond the limitations of who I am in this moment. It's going to make me a new person or a new iteration, a new version of myself. So I do know that it's going to work out. It is working out. There's no other version of reality. There's no version of reality where it doesn't work out for me, even if that means that it's a challenging experience, right? So I can just chill. Does it mean that I'm always chill 100% of the time? No, of course. I'm telling you guys, I'm having these, I have these thoughts, these fears, these, these things that come up, but I sit and I witness them and I observe them 
and I question them and I challenge them and I go, what would the opposite of that look like? Is that actually true? How would it feel if it were not that way or if it could be better or different or easier? So maybe that's something that you want to integrate into the process of whatever you're working towards in your life right now, whatever you're manifesting or hoping for, you know, just be, be an observer of where you start to panic, where you make meanings, where you make it, you make it seem like it has to be hard or that it's going to be challenging or that it's going to be bad and just flip all of that on its head and be willing to play the what if game but in the opposite direction. What if it all works out? What if it happens faster than you could have ever imagined? What if it's not hard at all? What if it actually ends up being super easy? What if everything just works out exactly as it should in the perfect timing that I couldn't even conceptualize of myself? And I look back and I'm like, you know what? That was perfect what if, right? So playing the what if game, but in a direction that actually empowers us, that makes us feel excited, that makes us feel like there's possibility and hope and expansiveness in in the experience of manifesting whatever it is. So that's that. That's where we're at with the house. Um, Haven't seen anything that I've liked since then, but just kind of still sitting in the trust that the right thing is going to pop up at the right time so that it can be beautiful experience and all work out as it should. I will keep you guys updated. (laughs) Um, What else happened this month? So I just, this past weekend, I booked everything for Jaime's birthday. So Jaime is a Gemini. Lots of controversy around the Gemini energy, but you know, Gemini and Sag are direct opposites in astrology. And so we are the true embodiment of opposites attract. (laughs) But I'll also say, you know, he has a Sagittarius moon and we both have Sagittarius north node. So we share a lot of similar values. We both love to travel and explore and we both actually really love change and expansiveness and challenges and things like that. So, um, I think we're a good match. (laughs) Anyway, he's a Gemini and so it's Gemini season. Uh, His birthday is coming up. So I just booked everything. We're going to go down to Florida. Actually, we're going to go to Fort Lauderdale and we're just going to be, we're just going to go there to like have a good time. We're not really going there to see any listings or look at houses. Although if something happens and does pop up like in divine timing, we'll be there so we can look at it. But that's not the intention of the trip. The intention is really just to be on the beach, go to some really amazing dinners, enjoy each other's company, get away with each other, spend quality time, be in the energy of the place where we're manifesting a home, experience it, you know, more like as someone who's living there. So I booked everything. We're going to stay at like a beachfront hotel. I booked us three gorgeous dinner reservations that I'm so excited about. And I hope that they don't disappoint. Follow along on stories. (laughs) Um, I booked us our rental car, a Sunday brunch with a view, which I'm really excited about. And it just feels really good to like be in this state of overflow where 
I'm able to treat the people that I love and do this like birthday celebration in was it 2020 it must have been right that's when we were all like in quarantine so in 2020 that was the year that I like really started making good money in my business and so when Jaime's birthday came around I wanted to do something really special for him so I booked us this amazing trip we were going to stay at this like five-star beautiful resort on this winery in wine country in Spain we're going to La Rioja if you're like familiar with Spain and and different areas and that's where they have like all of the beautiful like vineyards and we were we were gonna go so I didn't book it for like around his actual birthday time in June I booked it for a few months later once it was gonna be fall a, because we were just getting out of quarantine at the end of May of 2020 in Spain. We had been in quarantine for like four months. And so I was like, uh, I don't want to go, like, I don't want to book it too soon. So we booked it for the fall. And it was going to be so beautiful with all the leaves changing colors and the vineyards. And they have different hikes and kayaking and these amazing like luxury spa experiences at the resort we were going to stay at, like hot stone massages. And like it was just going to be this whole beautiful, luxurious vibe. And I was going to get to treat my man and just really like relish in the fruits of my labor and feeling like I was finally in that state of overflow and being successful and being able to share that and spread that with the people that I love. Long story short, right? Like a, we were out of quarantine for months and then a week before we were meant to go on that trip, they closed the borders just for the province of Madrid. So everybody in Madrid was kind of locked in. You couldn't leave and nobody from outside could come in because there was like a surge in cases or whatever. So we had to cancel that trip and then it just never ended up being able to get rescheduled and it was this whole big bummer because previously, in years previous, when I was teaching English over in Spain, we would, the school year would end like mid-June, right? So I think that's when we work till... Yeah, we would work until like June 15th or something like that, I think. Regardless, as soon as we stopped working, we didn't get paid anymore. So we didn't get paid for any of those summer months. So it was like three and a half months, almost more. It was almost four months that we didn't get paid. And that was a really, it was always a really hard time. Summer was always really tough on us English teachers because you didn't have an income and it's not like we made enough money for us to have like all these like savings put away. It was like we were barely making ends meet at the end of the month anyway and then you stopped paying us. So we basically like had no money. So every summer I like literally had no money. And so in June we would only work until the 15th. So we'd only get paid for half the month, which was about like, I'm not even getting like 500, 500 euros let's say it was between 500 and 600 euros, right? For the month, because then school's out, you don't get paid anymore. So it was always right around the time of his birthday that I stopped getting paid and that I had no money, but I still had to like make rent and groceries and all the expenses. So because I only got half of a check in June, I was always screwed for his birthday. Like I could never get him like nice gifts or pay for nice dinners or like go out and do nice stuff because it was 
the time period where I was like, oh my gosh, okay, you know, nothing's coming in. I'm just so stuck here. So for the longest time, you know, I just wanted to be able to like gift him a, a, a good birthday experience. Because on the other hand, for my birthday, the way that my birthday falls in Spain, there's always a long weekend holiday around my birthday. So it's called the Puente de Diciembre. It's like the long weekend. It's like a bridge in December. And so the first weekend in December is always, you know, like a four-day weekend. So it's a really common time for people to go and travel and do whatever, take time off because they have off of work. So we would always do trips for my birthday. <laughs> like we would always go somewhere and he would always take me and it would be like a fun experience. And I love to travel. So I was like, this is the best birthday gift ever, being able to go on a trip with you. And I wanted to be able to do that for him, but I never could until 2020. And then COVID said, sorry, sis, maybe next year. <laughs> so now I think this is why I'm so excited about it and why it's like a big thing for me is because I actually have never been able to do this before. So I'm just feeling like so grateful that I'm finally in a place in my life and in my business and, and everything where I feel this overwhelming sense of safety and overflow and like I just know that everything's covered I know that everything's going to be okay and I get to share that with the person that like I love the most like what is better than that you know and I think this is goes into a larger conversation about money in general and wealth and why it's important for us to continue to seek out our most abundant selves because not only do our lives become more elevated, but we also get to share that with the people that we love the most. And that is one of the greatest gifts, I think, on earth is feeling like you can provide and help and support and love and share with the people that you love in a really big way. And that's why it's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about teaching money and abundance and wealth because it is about us, but it's also about everybody else. It's also about all of the people that we get to help elevate with us as we ascend into our wealthiest frequency, into our wealthiest selves, you know, and it's not only about like your family and your friends and the people that you love um, that are around you, but it's like if you're someone who's who's doing important work in the world or who is building a business that really helps people in some way, like you get to help people in a bigger way. You get to change more lives. You get to have more impact. You get to create more elevated experiences, right? You get to bring higher caliber people together and facilitate different events and programs and things that's going to change people's lives, right? So this is just a piece of, of the puzzle, but it's another reason why I'm so excited about wealth calibration. So the doors are actually still open. They close tomorrow. If you're listening to this episode in real time, um, you may still have some time to squeeze in and join us. And I would really love to have you, but it's going to be an incredible experience and it's, it's not like anything I've created before. So it's, really doing the deeper work of the embodiment of wealth. So it's less about working with 
the conscious mind and sitting down and thinking about our stories with money and it's more about like feeling and actually facilitating these incredible experiences that are going to tap you in to the body right we're bringing in experts to guide you through wealth hypnosis and hypno breath work and we're doing a whole workshop on abundance and self-pleasure and the connection between our sacral center and our pleasure centers and our ability to receive. There's going to be a frequency of abundance, sound healing, and embodiment workshops with me where we go deep. And it's just one of the juiciest things that I've created in a while and I'm so excited to deliver it. So if you're feeling excited about the idea of going deeper into wealth and money and calibrating yourself for that next level, this is a really unique experience because you get to experience the work of all of these incredible facilitators in one place. And the women who are coming in are experts in their field and you know the work that they're going to do with us would cost more than $5,000 alone. And the program is just 888. Obviously, we had to price it 888 for the number of abundance, right? 888 is the, the angel number for signifying abundance. So super excited about that. I guess that's a little reminder if you guys want to come and join us. Doors close um, on May 31st. If you're listening to this after the fact, um, our first workshop doesn't happen until the second week in June. So you could always send me a DM and see if there's space and we might be able to squeeze you in. Other things that are happening in my world this month, I started a coaching program with like, I'm in it as a student <laughs> with Victoria Washington. And this feels really good to just be like learning and growing alongside other powerful female entrepreneurs and expanding in the realms of wealth, success, influence, abundance, um, all of that. So that's exciting. It's fun to be in the student seat and it's very cool to be in Tori's energy because I've never taken one of her programs before and I just love the way that she speaks and articulates herself and shares her mission and her vision. Um, if you guys ever listen to her speak, she's a really, really powerful speaker. So it's that's something that I'm doing this month for myself. Other things that I'm doing for myself, so much in the, the health journey, and I'm thinking that we might need to do an episode where I kind of detail for you guys what's been going on with me with gut health and skin and hormones and all of that stuff that I've been working on with my holistic nutritionist. And maybe I'll even bring her on the podcast so that she can support me in sharing more of like the technical and scientific stuff behind it. <laughs> um, but a health update from me is I had my first painless period, which was incredible. Like fast forward if you don't like period talk, sorry. But, you know, speaking of hormones, there's so many of us women, I posted about this a couple of times and I always get a lot of responses when I talk about hormonal birth control and coming off of it and, you know, cycle syncing or getting in tune with your cycle. So I know that there's women here in this community and listening that are interested, intrigued by this stuff. If you haven't already listened to our episode with Jen Kavanaugh, 
We have a whole episode that was, you know, a leaked session that we shared from from Burnt Out to Badass when she came into that program and and shared the whole process of cycle syncing and what it looks like and how to do it and what to focus on energetically and with workout and with food and with sex and with everything in every phase of your cycle. So go listen to that episode if you missed that one. Um, But I know there's people that are interested in this kind of stuff. So I had a really interesting experience. I mean, to back up just a little bit and give context for anybody that like isn't up to speed. um, I came off of hormonal birth control like over two years ago, but I'm still working on really regulating my hormones and my skin. And I also have a lot of symptoms and signs. And I did a test once that said that I actually had leaky gut, but that was a couple years ago. I don't know if I still have it, but signs and symptoms point to yes. So we'll just say that for the sake of this, I have leaky gut, which then creates another whole host of issues with hormones and skin. And so it's all really intertwined and connected and, and whatnot. But I know so many women who have come off of birth control experience, lots of shifts and, you know, weird things happening with their body or just unideal things. So I had my first painless period which was like a big deal for me in a long time like I didn't have any like hardly any cramping like I could definitely feel the contracting feeling in my uterus but it wasn't painful normally the first like four to five hours of my period I can't really stand up for more than five minutes I really I have to have a hot pack like strapped to me I really have to be sitting down or laying down and then usually after like four to five hours that subsides and I can kind of go about normal life but I also recently have been getting really bad headaches the the first two days of my period like unbearable headaches so it was incredible this last time that I got my period that like I didn't have any of that. I didn't have the headaches. I didn't have the cramping. Like I could really just go about my day. So it felt like a really big step in the right direction. And I was just like so excited about that. The other cool thing that happened was I usually get my period like exactly on the full moon. So the last time that I got it was on Easter which was a full moon like like clockwork and so then this time around we had the full moon and it didn't come and then it was the next day and it didn't come and then it was the next day and it didn't come and I was like this is so weird because it's always like basically right on the dot and I just didn't like the feeling of being like oh is it going to be tomorrow because there is a sort of like apprehension if you know you're going to have a painful period you kind of want to know what your schedule is like or what you're going to be doing so that you can plan for what might need to be reorganized if you like can't show up for it so I was like oh I just hate this energy of feeling like I have to like wait around and I just want to know when it's coming so I was like you know what I'm a firm believer in the mind-body connection and how deeply we are connected with our bodies. So that night when I went to bed, I just laid down and I put both of my hands over my womb space, like on my tummy. And I just closed my eyes and I said a little prayer and I spoke directly to my womb. And I was just saying, you know, it's safe for this to happen now. It's safe for my period to come it, I'm open and ready to receive it. Like I'm not scared. It's safe. It's time for the uterine lining to shed. I'm ready. 
Thank you, uterus, body, you are incredible, a divine miracle. I know you hear me. I know we're connected. Please bring my period. Allow it to come. It's coming tomorrow. I know that it's here, whatever, right? So I say this prayer, talk to my body, kind of tell it like, this is what's happening now. This is what we're doing. (laughs) And just go to bed hoping that we're on the same page. But I I didn't have any of those preliminary like signs or symptoms. Like normally I'll start to feel like the twinge of a headache starting or a little bit of like cramping in my back. And then I'll go to bed and of course I'll wake up in excruciating pain and be like, oh, okay, my period's here. But I didn't have any symptoms yet. So that's why I was so thrown off. Like I don't even know when this thing is going to come because I'm not even getting the the slightest sign. So I really wasn't sure if it was going to come the next day. I woke up, didn't have any headache, didn't have any cramping. So I went into the bathroom and I was like, oh, okay, I probably didn't get it, but it's fine. We'll just continue on. I go to the bathroom and I realize, oh my gosh, I got my period. Like it came. It listened to me. (laughs) We communicated with one another. (laughs) And I'm making a joke of it, but... I just thought I would share, I shared this on stories, but I just thought I would share it on the podcast for anybody that missed it because it is a really powerful reminder of the deep connection that we have with our bodies and how powerful we really are when we set an intention and when we create safety within our body for something to happen. So maybe that serves somebody listening to this and you know, you want to use that for anything. It doesn't have to be your period. It could be anything, but just start Start getting in communication with your body. Start speaking to your body. Tell your body that it's safe to feel healthy, that it's safe to be without pain, that it's safe to be, you know, really like vibrant and have energy and whatever it is that you're working towards, like start talking to your body and reminding it that it that is possible. That's that's a reality that exists for you that's available to you and that it's safe for you to lean into that and experience it even if you've been so used to something else for so long. So another thing that I'll probably chat to you guys about in a future update or something is that I've ordered some at-home testing kits for my gut microbiome and for my hormone health, mitochondrial health, adrenal health, potential food sensitivities. So really going all in on the journey of just figuring out what's happening in my body and doing some biohacking, which I'm excited about. I've been wanting to take a lot of these tests for so long, but it was a pain in the butt to get them when I was in Spain and they are a little bit more expensive. So there was things just didn't line up, but everything in divine timing. So I'm excited. I just got my test in the mail. I'll be taking those this month and I'll let you guys know if I find out anything cool or interesting and hopefully do like a more in-depth like health episode for you guys if you're interested in gut health, hormone health, skin health and you know bring my nutritionist on to share some of those insights with you. The last thing, the last thing that I have to share with you guys before we close this episode because I'm way too excited about it is that something I did this month was I booked the villa for my retreat. (laughs) I'm dying on the inside because I'm so excited about this. If you're a true OG, if you're someone who's followed me for like a long time, or you've just been on this journey with me, or you've known me, you know, you're a friend or someone in my life, like you will know 
how long retreats have been on my list of things that I wanted to create like from the very beginning I conceptualized the retreats that I would run long before I ever thought about a podcast long before I ever knew that I would do coaching even like retreats were the OG for me and a lot of that has to do with my innate energy of like being a Sag and loving travel and the expansiveness of it and the energy and just knowing the the deep transformation that we can create when we get outside of our comfort zone literally and figuratively and we put ourselves in those environments and we go away and we fly to a beautiful place and we sit in community with women and we share and we go deep and we experience this work in person like it's so transformative and also one of my jobs that I had that was like my dream job was helping an influencer run her yoga and meditation retreats and that was just like a a dream job for me because I was so inspired by the idea of retreats and I didn't know that I would run my own retreats someday but I think having that experience and having had that job running retreats in Mykonos and Bali and different places it was like it, it really solidified for me how transformative they are and the fact that someday I could really hold powerful space like that. And it's taken me a long time on my journey to feel like I'm ready. And I know ready is a lie and we never feel ready. So I'm not saying that you have to wait until you're ready. But obviously day one of me being a coach, I wasn't like, yeah, let's fly all these people out to this island and let me, you know, guide them through this five-day experience or whatever. There, There is like an initiation I feel like I had to go through as a coach and a practitioner and learning all of these things and really helping clients in a virtual sense. But I'm so, so, so ready for that in-person, deep connection, deep transformation. So I just cannot wait. I'm like bursting at the seams. I'm so freaking excited about this. And it honestly has been the best thing because it's distracted me so much from the house stuff. I'm like, I don't even need a house. (laughs) I don't even need a house anymore. I don't even really care. I'm just excited about this retreat. I'm just planning everything. I'm, you know, setting everything up. I'm planning our workshops, our ceremonies, you know, the yoga classes, everybody that's going to come and I'm doing all the things and and so it's been good for me energetically to have like this really positive focus on something so that I'm not hyper fixated on needing the house and if you guys remember like last year I posted a pretty like vulnerable podcast episode where I cried a couple of times in the episode and I was just really fully surrendering the dream of me ever getting back to the U.S. because everything with the pandemic and vaccines and travel restrictions and everything just felt so heavy and so impossible and I just had to like really surrender like I guess it's not happening at least it's not happening right now and I have to be okay with that and I cried and I cried and it's funny because once I fully surrendered the need for it to happen within a month we figured out that we were going to be able to move or two months, I guess. And then from the point of us figuring out that it would be possible for us to move, three weeks from then, we were here. We had already done it and made it happen. So it's also like this reminder for me of if I can 
really lean into the practice of non-attachment and get away from that needy energy of like needing to get the house now and wanting it to work and wanting to be there already and I'm so sick of just being here and I feel like I'm in this in-between phase and yada yada and really just being like I actually don't need that to happen right now. I'm totally fine where I am. I love where I am. This is a beautiful phase of my life. Look at all the amazing things that are here. You know, my parents live in a beautiful home. They just built this whole beautiful oasis in their backyard with a pool and a waterfall and a fire pit. And we went out on the boat the other day and summer is actually the best time to be here. And I get home cooked meals every night from my mom, who's an amazing cook. And it's just, it's opened me up to remember like, as soon as you detach from needing it so badly and being in that energy of lack and neediness, it usually happens quite quickly. And that's exactly what happened with our move to the U.S. And so I wouldn't be surprised if something similar happened moving forward because I am feeling myself less attached to the house and less needy and you know, just kind of like, oh, well, you know what? The, the market is actually starting to change a little bit now and it's probably going to go down soon. And maybe that would even be a better time to buy. And I'm also so excited about this retreat. Like it's fulfilling my need to plan something and be in creation mode and be excited about something so I can separate myself from that energy of neediness. And I wouldn't be surprised if things unraveled quite quickly after after doing that because it's happened like that before. So there's another little nugget for you. (laughs) If you're really attached to needing something or wanting a specific outcome, find ways to get yourself to, to be grounded in where you are and knowing that it's actually okay to be where you are and remembering that you don't need to be anywhere else and that all the other places that you need to be are gonna be there for you for the rest of your life And what is the beauty that you could find in this phase? What's the beauty that you could find in where you are right now? And how could you be actually happy with it? And maybe there's another little project or thing that you need to bring forward and start working on to distract yourself or get your energy in another space to amplify your true feeling of I'm okay where I am. And I think that that's okay. But maybe there's a way for you to do that right now and That's what's going to invite in the real feeling of surrender and detachment. Because a lot of times we're working with a manufactured fake sense of detachment, right? We're telling ourselves, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. But our body is still being like, I need it. Right? So what can you do to actually dissolve that feeling and not be in the energy of like, oh my gosh, I need this thing, but I'm pretending not to need it because hashtag non-attachment, hashtag surrender to the universe, right? So anyway, I booked the villa for the retreat. I'm so excited. I'm not going to share details yet, but because I want to just keep everything kind of under wraps until we have all the details, it's going to be towards the end of the year. That's that's what I'll give you right now. It's going to be towards the end of the year. So think about the months on the calendar and what month that may be going to be somewhere on an island in the Caribbean on a gorgeous beachfront property, private villa, king-size beds, indoor-outdoor living, walk right out onto our private pool, which goes into this garden, which goes right onto the white sand beach. 
you walk right from the villa into the pool area, into the garden, onto the beach. Like it's just one, it's all right there in our front yard for us. And I'm planning so many incredible workshops that are just going to be like life-changing to experience in person, right? How sick of we are like Zoom stuff, you know? (laughs) I mean, I love doing it virtually because it means so many people get to access it and it is still so powerful, but I just can't wait to like hug you guys in person and see you in real life and have like a five-day long vacation sleepover deep personal development work, deep chat, life, soul connection, party thing together. Like it's what my soul is craving so much right now. So I'm excited to give you guys the details. We will put a wait list out there um, soon once we have, you know, more, uh, more details for you. And so if you're thinking about, you know, maybe wanting to come on this retreat, I would keep your eyes out for that wait list and definitely put your email on it because you're going to want to know there's going to be really limited spots, probably like maximum 10 to 12, 10 to 12 people. So it's going to be really intimate. So your name will, your name and email will want to be on that wait list so that you're the first to know. That is all of my updates for the month of May, my loves. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you love listening to the podcast, I would so appreciate if you could leave five stars on Spotify. Yes, there's the option to leave stars on Spotify now. You just go to the page where you see, you know, the podcast title and there's a little star icon and you just tap it. Literally takes two seconds. Or if you're listening on Apple, you can leave a star rating and a review. If you're feeling like extra, super loving and generous, type a one to two sentence review. We love it. Even if you've already left one, leave a new one. What are your new, what is a new episode that you loved? (laughs) Reviews seriously help so much. So anytime someone leaves a review, I send you gratitude and deep appreciation. Thank you guys so much for being here and listening and tuning in and sharing and screenshotting and sharing to your stories and tagging me. I love seeing you listening to the podcast. It makes my day every single time. All right. I love you guys so much. I will see you next week. Talk to you soon. Bye.